Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Who, in a parallel universe, is now in an identical copy of my studio. And uh, <laughs> as if I knew, you have your books behind you. So I also have your books, but not oh behind my God. me. Yeah. I ordered, you got them all. Yeah, I ordered, I ordered your band book bundle. For everybody listening, go support George Webb. It's what, Neighborhood News Studio. I will put it in the description. Go buy them. It's all of his banned books. And because we are not literal Nazis who support book burning, I got this one. I got Roadshow and George Webb VCNN. I got three of them. And awesome. Yeah. All autographed by Mr. Webb. It's a great way to support them. And hell yeah. And like you yeah. said last time, you know, and you have the same approach I have. And it's aside from getting assassinated by the CIA one day, which we both will. It's also, I don't want to, I don't like taking money with nothing in return. So even if, you know, people want to donate to the show, that's why I, I sell t-shirts or merch. I'm like, I just, I don't like the idea of, hey, give me money to the Patreon. Like, you don't know what that's going to. I'm getting, you know, hookers and cocaine. Like, that doesn't, no. So I'd rather you at least get a hoodie. So go support George Webb. You can get these books. And for the eventual Cyber Polygon EMP and, you know, destruction of society, those with uh, actual written text will be, we will be the new gatekeepers. We'll be like 1500s priests. But, Mr. Webb, please introduce yourself, man. Well, hey, Tommy. Uh, uh, it's great being on your show again. I'm George Webb here in Temperance, Michigan, neighborhood news studio, as Tommy said. And it's really uh, uh, one of the things I enjoy the most is watching uh, kind of the new talent coming up across uh, all the different mediums. But YouTube probably is the big one. And Tommy's certainly the the big new star. So that's why I'm here. And, uh, it's great, uh, to, uh, to, uh, be interviewed by you. Fuck yeah. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. And, uh, the last time we talked, I was gonna, I, I, I emailed them cause I was like, Hey, I'll try to get some of my subscribers to go over to your channel. And then I got banned that day. And then a week went by and then I got banned the same day that my suspension went up. So today we are officially off two consecutive bands, one week and then two weeks. And uh, God knows how much longer this channel is going to stay up. But um, so I will link your new YouTube channel in the description. Please go subscribe to him. Even if you don't like Mr. Webb and you don't want to watch his channel, that's fine. Just go subscribe. Just go subscribe. You got to get the numbers up. Go help him. You like this show. You like Mr. Webb's show. And more than anything, even if you don't like it, what you should like is freedom of expression and the mature decision to agree to disagree. So even if you don't like him, even if you don't like me, you should defend to the death our right to say it. And um, on that note, I had on yesterday Dr. Peter McCullough, who is the most published cardiologist in world history and was testified to the Senate, but I can't even upload that because... I will get struck down from YouTube. So unlike most people who change their behavior based on censorship, you know, the carrot and the stick, I'm a retarded rabbit and I don't obey those rules. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to get into what we started last time, Epstein and bioweapons. You started saying that it's not what you think it is at all, but then you guys had to go mail some stuff because you're the resistance and you're underground and undisclosed location and Dick Cheney's hunting you. <laughs> where, where do... Where, Explain the whole Epstein bioweapons thing, because that 
you teased me and then you ran out the door. So where do we go from there? And those five o'clock uh, closures of, of uh, post offices now become your defining moments <laughs> when you're publishing yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think a lot of people want to go down kind of the rat hole, which is Epstein had these 50 girls in the uh, Epstein Island, and it's all about child um, sex trafficking, and and he took all these people to Lolita Island and all that stuff. And in actual fact, if you look that Epstein has had uh, a lot of associations with a company called DynCorp, D-Y-N-C-O-R-P. Dyn, it looks like DynCorp. Mm-hmm. But it's it's been a State Department cutout for, um, for a long time, since uh, like the birth of the CIA. So the CIA has used DynCorp for all the covert flights, you know, so they're really around a lot of the aviation uh, and so forth. And if you want to run a covert operation, you can buy your helicopter or you can buy your airplane uh, with U.S. State Department or you could say CIA. And then everybody goes, oh, I figured it out. This is this is how they did Bay of Pigs or I figured it out. This is how they did this or they did that. So early days, they thought, hey, I got a great idea. We'll say DynCorp. And uh, uh, so Epstein actually had planes and helicopters with DynCorp tail numbers. Um, as time went on, though, uh, is that, I don't know if I'm digging or you're digging. That, I think that's, I have, my phone has been silenced for about eight years. Oh, okay. I don't, that's, I, I give no one, nobody gets my time of day. I, uh, oh, okay. Except for my mom, <laughs> no one else. It's, it's, so We still talk to your mom. I, I, I call my mother every night because I'm a good son, and if you don't do that, you're a communist. Right. Go right. on. Yeah, DynCorp tail I, numbers. Yeah, so I just think it's just one of these things where um, this evidence exists. If you know, I didn't make it up. These uh, Dyncourt tail numbers are he's meeting with Bill Richardson, who was a de- Secretary of Energy, and he's meeting with these various folks who are involved in sort of this dark weapons trade. Uh, he's uh, had this long association with Lex Les Wexner, who has this daily nonstop drugs in one direction and weapons in the other to Hong Kong on sort of this, um, if it's the Lolita Express to Saint Little St. John's Island or Little, uh, little St. Jim's James. Island, Little St. James, yeah, they call it Little St. Jim's, yeah. Uh, then, uh, then what's the other one to Hong Kong? You know, the Hong Kong Express. So I, I don't know why it is that people can only think of things in one thing. Like, okay, he's a he's a mafia kingpin, and he only does girls yeah. in, in the back of the casino. Well, let me see. He's into everything. He's into counterfeiting and everything. Once you're on the other side, you know, the world's your oyster. And so I, I looked at a lot of the people going to Little St. James, and they're all scientists for the most part. They had a lot of scientific conventions there. A lot of people they brought there uh, through Glenn Maxwell were in kind of the science uh, hoity-toity echelons. And really what they're going after is the same thing that her father went after, which was Bob Maxwell, which is intellectual property. So it's it's intellectual property. The girls are to get the intellectual property and get to to be assistants of these top scientists with these top um, dual-use technologies that can be used both 
for military and then for commercialization. Uh, and it's a real uphill battle to try to get people to look at that. Um, but that's exactly what it was. It's so, it's a Mossad compromise affirmation. You use the girls to get the stuff, and then you take all the stuff and commercialize it. So it's, so it's really kind of our own, it's really kind of our own like parallel system to like the Chicoms, right? Send your people here, flood them into the institutions, go out California, getting all the um, the defense industries, and they don't care what it is, right? They're they're all about just like sucking up everything. If if it's the 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 what what word am I looking for the unreactive gases that we put in tires on military aircraft so they don't explode or it's can you get the schematics for a new uh rail gun whatever it is they suck up everything and then they export it to the uh, to China and then and the other side of that coin is if we build any factories there which we're enticed to do because it's cheap slave labor they also own they get full access to the intellectual property so it seems like this is just a, the same thing with a, just a different twist. Use use yep. young women to capture scientists and that you blackmail them. Now you got to do what we say. And these scientists are just like, fuck it, sure, here are the, here are the blueprints, here are the... Is that correct? Yeah, or politicians could be in the same sure. boat, you know, and politicians get money from their supporters. And so those, that's easy blackmail money because politicians not actually earning that money themselves. Yeah. But uh, a scientist is more uh, apt to give away the rights of their invention. Uh, and I'd say it's probably a little bit more directed than just like, let's go just vacuum and Hoover and Bissell everything up we can. I mean, I think they go after the national laboratories. Absolutely. Uh, that's the big target. And then universities that kind of spawn are in those satellites oh. of different. Yeah. So, okay. so around Jeff Epstein, for instance, uh, invested in 12 CRISPR companies. I wrote I have one of these books back here um, is uh, is Corona 911 and also The Corona Man Cometh. The Corona Man Cometh is about how Bill Gates and Jeff Epstein were in 12 companies that did CRISPR and militarizing CRISPR technology. Now that doesn't fit into the uh, uh, the Joffrey or Roberts, Julia Roberts, whatever, uh, uh, Virginia Roberts, that doesn't fit into the narrative, but it is true. And I, I had um, uh, a guy uh, who knew a lot about Haiti and he went to Haiti a lot. A lot of these oil people kind of run in the same oil and gas people run in the same circles. And he said, yeah, Gates comes with Epstein to Haiti every month. They're checking in on, Hey, these are the different bio agents that we're testing different viruses and vaccines we're testing. They fly in on the helicopter every month. They're, they don't hide it or anything. And I remember just how hard that was to get people to admit that they were very closely associated, even though they had invested in these 12 companies. Then it all started coming out. And then Melinda Gates starts saying, well, I don't know if I can hang around you anymore, Bill Gates, and, and all this stuff. Uh, but it took a long time. Uh, and this this Dynecor stuff is the same way, only it hasn't hit yet. I you know when these realizations come in, then I say it, it hits. Yeah. Um, and and bioweapons is going to be just one of the another example, I think, uh, including coronavirus and including anthrax. Okay. Yeah. So it's I mean in in a in kind of a devilish way, you you kind of got to respect the right the Chinese. It's the it's the unfocused just 
they mass produce the Hello Kitty shit and their intels also just absorb everything. They're carpet bombing and we're taking the American approach and we're we're J damming it. We're doing some laser guided munitions. So it's Well I'd say the Israelis. Uh, uh, sure, okay, Israelis Mossad, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, yeah. we're the the Western intelligence is we're going more of like this works, go infiltrate, you know, unrestricted warfare, but it's also yeah, I mean, it's it's because I always thought of it as like, yeah, of course, you'd use Jeffrey Epstein to get young girls and you'd you'd I mean, realistically, you really want to go full Machiavelli. You would try to get them like 17. So they still even look 18. So there's no hesitation. You get yep. the key politicians you want. You'd want the ones in control of, I don't know, the infrastructure bill or someone like Mitch McConnell, whose wife's father is the CEO and chairman of the board of the largest Chinese defense contractor. You would try to manipulate those little things. But then you could go one step higher, and that's what you're saying is, fuck the politicians. That's 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 chump change. Go for yep. the Los Alamos. Go for you know, uh, uh, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Go for Sandinista. Go to – or not Sandinista. Uh, Sandia. 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 <laughs> same bullshit. Same convoluted, right? Probably the Sandinistas too. Why not, right? Why it's, not? <laughs> but you're saying it's – you yeah. prick all of those and because if you can just control a handful of billionaires – that's much easier way to puppet the whole world. Yeah. And a lot of these uh, technologies also have a use uh, in from the military battlefield. Then you can use them on civilian populations. You just, you know, basically wind back the lethality of weapons. So if you have a bioweapon for the battlefield, wind it back and then it becomes a bio agent and then you sell a lot of vaccines. So that's, coronavirus, uh, if you look at the clade of SARS, MERS-2, or MERS and SARS-2, it, it is a clade of bioweapon uh, that's used to, to, to kind of tag and track um, terror. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply prism and so forth since since 9-11 and uh hey now i just wind it back i attenuated a little bit now everyone has to shelter in place now everybody has to get the vaccine and i make trillions and and uh so i've done a lot of work on this with coronavirus and and how nato and how the state department have seemingly their hands in the cookie jar on this one big time um but you know uh Epstein's kind of faded out after the death, um, but he's involved in a lot of these companies that end up crispering. Um, when you when you have an ability to take out even just one nucleotide in your DNA, you can cause disease it, for some some diseases. Some are much more complicated, but like MS and so forth. But for other diseases, it's only a couple of changes, a couple of amino acids, and you've got to. A real problem on your hands and then you know how to fix it mm -hmm. you know how to crisper in the fix so you create the problem and then you create the fix uh and uh this is the same thing they do with uh, viruses and, and antivirus software etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. Uh, where does all this stuff come from you know restless psych syndrome all of a sudden you know can you see uh in the roman senate how many people had restless leg syndrome yeah you know? 
Yeah, it's yeah, right. It's it's kind of like that meme. That's like, man, I remember growing up, Bill Gates uh, getting flack because he made his billions by producing viruses and then selling antivirus software. I wonder what he's doing now. It's just like, <laughs> it's, it's like, huh? I wonder how, yeah, how much he's changed. But I mean, right? But I mean, that's the oldest play in the book, right? And some of it's psychological, like Munchausen system syndrome by proc. I had on um Bruce Sackman, who was the head of uh, uh, Veterans Affairs for investigating serial killers who killed veterans, or not? Excuse me, serial killing doctors who killed veterans in the VA, which is just like the wow. lowest rung of evil. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it wow. sounds like something a kid would make up, right? How evil is he? He's a doctor and he's a serial killer and he kills veterans. Like it's, <laughs> but he, but he would talk about uh, Munchausen syndrome by proxy and it's parents that would like, you know, beat the shit out of their children or something and then take them into the hospital. Cause it was, look at me, I'm bringing in my child. So we see yeah. that with like, I think like now we use drones and stuff, but I mean, in the past, like a watchtowers out in like, you know, just huge swaths of forest. You'd have firefighters and you just, you know, you're just watching for smoke. Well, some would start fires so that they could be heroic. And, right. and but I don't think that's what this is. I think this is one step further and it's introduce the problem and then arrive with the solution. And it's not just look at me. It's, it's much deeper. It's well, now I control. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, this is an ego or some no. psychic need. This is trillions. Uh, with these vaccines. And, you know, there was a new uh, technology that, that uh, DARPA was rolling out. Here's a, here's my latest book, which talks about DARPA. I should promo my books more, but you I absolutely don't. absolutely should. Coronavirus, yeah. none dare call it DARPA. None dare call it DARPA. But there was a the operating system uh, in this one, not Windows. This one's called ADEPT, A-D-E-P-T. So it's a new sort of operating system so that you can react quickly uh, to uh, a bioweapons attack. So the idea is, is there's a scaffold that's already pre-made, mm -hmm. okay? And then all you do is basically uh, model the spike protein, and then you model the, you take the thing that's already in your library that looks as close as possible to that, that would produce an antibody, but not the bad effect of it. And that's how you shake, literally in the battlefield, you could shake it, and then you've, that's your, that's your vaccine. Um, so, uh, and people have talked a lot about nanoferrit and being the backbone and then the various spike proteins and so forth are the things that you would add. But anyway, it's called this ADEPT protocol. And we, um, you know, ADEPT hits the market and then immediately coronavirus hits. And immediately within one year, the, the idea is that we can re react to new things within a year. And now it's just, it's a fantastic success. It just so happens as soon as we got ADEPT complete, now coronavirus hits, coronavirus hits, it's, we use ADEPT to, to uh, fix it. It's a smashing success and we make trillions. I mean, just, uh, just the timing is so bang, bang that you think, oh my gosh, people fall for this. But there's so many CNN watchers out there that just believe everything they say. And it's really, uh, well, that's, there's a lot. I mean, I mean, right. You see it with people that, I mean, I have friends that have said like, listen, yeah, now I think the election was a little hairy and there goes this YouTube episode, but I think the election was a little hairy, but they go, you know what? 
the riots stopped and, you know, maybe it was a subversion of democracy. But look, man, cities were on fire. And it's like, who the fuck do you think was lighting the cities on fire? You know, right. you know, uh, I, I paid Tommy off. And you know what? It wasn't good to pay him off. But guess what? You know, my wife doesn't get black eyes anymore. And it's like, Tommy was beating the shit out of your wife, right? And there's a good clip to take out of context one year but like uh but and, and you laughing at it now two white men laughing at we are just we're done for the but right it's you you introduce this you introduce riots and it's look man it's all calmed down now well it's well where do you think it's coming from like where do you you know where do you think it, hey we went and we took out isis and it's a good thing that we gave the cia a bigger budget and it's like well no. isis branched off from the taliban which right was a form of al-qaeda which is from the mujahideen which Drummel, we funded and gave Stinger missiles in the eighties or the seventies and eighties to fight the Soviet. It's like we're we're doing this thing, but it's it's just this circular logic that it can't be beat. Robert Malone, inventor of the mRNA vaccine, who has been unpersoned from Wikipedia, and that has been cited as much by the co-founder of Wikipedia, who says that Wikipedia has been captured. Doctor Malone even said on my podcast, episode four ninety five. He was talking about the vac- uh, one of the vaccine. He goes, this is actually just the DARPA vaccine. He goes, I worked on it. I worked for DARPA. I worked for uh, in De- what, Defense Threat Reduction Agency. He goes, right, right, DTRA. Yeah, he, um, goes, he goes, this is the DARPA vaccine. This is what we made. And it was in the post 9-11, you know, anything goes, you think of it, we'll write the check. And it was, I mean, like all things, it has a good side. It's not, you know, it's, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I don't quote Malone in the book. Uh, I do go into the roots of post 9-11 and the anthrax and do say that this was the thing that caused the floodgates for all the money. And then the development of this technology, this operating system, if you will, is what came out kind of 20 years later. Uh, And the road to get there was very much SARS, MERS, SARS-CoV-2, SARS-CoV-1, MERS, SARS-CoV-2. So this is kind of the end of the rainbow for them. And as soon as they get to the end of the rainbow, they basically have the crisis they need in order to get the huge trillion dollar payouts uh, to recoup their D, uh, R&D, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that <clears throat> pandemics don't happen and I'm sure. certainly not against vaccines either if they're tested. I just think we should test on animals before we test on, oh, I don't know, uh, two or three billion humans. <laughs> um, but it's good work if you can get it. I mean, if you can get two or three billion humans to line up to test your vaccine, why not? Well, I've, I I did a solo episode the other day, and I was like, I mean, you, right? I mean, this is one thing I, I remember having to read about in college. Like, just you had to prep for a bunch of bullshit for medical school interviews. But one of them was was the, the clinical trials for uh, bringing drugs to market. And you always have people that have... Um, you know, big pharma is making this much money. And it's like, well, dude, it is a private business. These are scientists that are going to do this. There is, right, that's capitalism, right? It's risk. You have to go out there. Am I going to produce this one drug that really George Webb and three other people are going to benefit from that cost me $12 billion? Or right. am I getting, right? It, it is it is capitalism. It's an imperfect system. But it's right. It's it's I believe it's three or four stages of FDA trials. Four, and it's over yeah. $1 billion and roughly... 10 to 15 years to bring a drug to market because you gotta in 1976 and this is per dr peter mccullough the most published cardiorenal physician in the world who i had on yesterday stated in 1976 there the the flu the flu shot just for that year something was kind of in more he said it in more elegant ways something was a little fucky with it 
and 20 or 26 people died and they shut it down nationally. If you have this opportunity to where, so it's got to take 15 years. No, forget that 15 months. All right. How much does it cost us? $1 billion? It costs you nothing. Can anyone sue us? No. How big is our sample size? 1,000? 2,000? Daddy getting lucky? Is it 10,000? No, it's 3 billion. Yeah. I mean, these guys are nutting in their pants. This is a per- right, but this is right. It's it's it's, but that's what it is, right? It's defense contractors when Reagan gets in the office. It's like, oh baby, it's payday. Yeah, well, in this one, I think the paydays are, you know, break the bank. You know, yeah. we were all talking about budgets and you know uh, deficit spending up until this, and then this just hey, every no one believes in the Fed anymore, other than it's just a big printing press. You yeah, know? it's like we know it's funny money now because there's nothing to back this stuff up. You know? There's zero. There's there's the U.S. military, and I mean, you see it right now, right? Another moratorium on evictions. I mean, on yeah. one hand, I have to, I always have to try to stay aware of myself, and I'm like, am I seeing strings attached to things that aren't necessarily? It's like you. You know, it's like a mentally ill, like a schizophrenic, right? It's like I see a dog walk by every day, and it's like, man, I think the dogs are on to me. And I'm not trying to make light of schizophrenia. It's just, well, sometimes you see associations where they don't exist. Sure. I always have to be aware of myself because I love, I love conspiracies. That being said, the entire idea of, like, you'll own nothing and be happy, and then we're seeing right now, like, in lockstep with the vaccine, the vaccine passports controlling the movements of people, right? We're building up an enemy. I mean, we're Hitler, hey, right out of his playbook. Take all the problems in your worlds and blame it on one person. My podcast isn't growing. Well, it must be because of George Webb. Yeah, fuck George Webb. It gives us an enemy, right? It gives us an external might enemy. might be true. <laughs> it might be true. Actually, there might be some truth to that. But it's, Every time I interview with somebody, they end up getting whacked. Hey, man, whatever. I don't give a shit. I take it as a badge of honor. It's, there you go. But then we even see it now. I was just thinking yesterday. and was like, you'll own nothing and be happy. We know BlackRock has over $10 trillion in assets now, and they're buying up everything at hyper-competitive rates, up to 50% over the market value of your home, to turn us into a nation of renters. And then what are they doing right now? They're putting it, the CDC, which has no authority to do this, is putting a moratorium on evictions. So landlords now, by law, have to allow people to, they have to upkeep their, their apartment complex. They got to replace your dishwasher. But people don't have to pay. Well, what are you doing? They're tanking those companies. Who's going to buy them out? It's going to be BlackRock. It's, you don't want to believe it, but man. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. You know, it's used, the whole conspiracy thing, um, you know, did all the senators just happen to bring their knives to Caesar's speech that day? They all decided independently that Caesar just had to go all on the same day. Uh, yeah, I think they worked it out. I think they all brought the knives on the same day. And, you know, I'm not saying this happens every day. Sure. Uh, there are conspiracies, but I do think that there are uh, occasions where the only explanation is they got together beforehand and, and worked it out. Uh, and this is one of those things um, because you just don't, can't work 20 years on a technology like ADAPT uh, which is this DARPA uh, technology, and DTRA has the is the subset of 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 moving these things around. They move the bioweapons around. When things move, that's DTRA. Okay. Um, so that's the security piece of it, right? Um, you know, and then the, the minute 
that they have this thing ready to roll out, then that's when the attack happens. It's it's almost like um, in World War II, uh, you had hoarding of aluminum and you know harnessing of all of our rivers to use the bauxite and the hydroelectric power and also uh, for uh, creating the aluminum. So you had Reynolds hoarding the aluminum and you had people hoarding the uranium. And all of a sudden we turn into an air war. Remember in the last uh, war before that, it was all about, uh, you know, just how many shells, how far could you shoot a shell and how long would your cannon last without overheating? Yeah. So so they, so they hoarded molybdenum and other things like that. So, so there is this uneasy uh, pre-war, pre-foreknowledge kind of actions that don't look good uh, after the fact. And, um, Aluminum is probably the best example with aviation. Um, 9-11 kind of has that same kind of feel to it. It's it's like 1984 was resisted on the first uh, World Trade Center Go attack. Around, people, yeah, yeah there people, yeah, okay, a couple of people tried to blow up a parking lot. Yeah, all right. Par for the course for, yeah, for uh, radical Islamism. It's like, yeah, they do that every day. You know, we put in, you know, another column. Come on, go pour another column. Uh, But then McVeigh blows the uh, thing up and they think, ah, this will do it. You know, and then there's some uh, presidential decision directives that Bill Clinton takes to start us down this road. But to really get people into the, yeah, let's get rid of the Constitution. First Amendment, forget it. Second Amendment, forget it. Um. Most people don't know the Third Amendment. That's quartering of armies and having these standing armies, which we have now with DHS, uh, until you have 9-11. You know, gosh darn it, let's take, you can almost see it. Let's take nine, uh, the, the 93 thing, which is World Trade Center. That was right. That was the right target. Let's take McVeigh, which is total destruction. That got a lot of attention. Let's put them together. Sort of like uh, Reese's uh, peanut butter cups. Yeah. I got it. We'll put them together. That's great. It's like the, have you seen that Family Guy episode? No, I haven't. Oh my! I haven't watched Family Guy in forever. But it was yeah. It's 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 this guy driving hammered on a on a road at night, and he's just he's just drunk, and he's like, Matt, I love peanut butter," and he's he's just eating it with a spoon. And then pans to the other car. This other guy driving down the highway, pissed drunk. I love chocolate. And he's driving. (laughs) And then they smash head on. And they go, they slam into each other. And he goes, you got peanut butter on my chocolate. And he goes, do you got chocolate on my peanut butter? And then a cop car shows up and he goes, I'm Officer Reese's. What's going on here? (laughs) 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 And he shoots them both. (laughs) I'm taking this. He goes, fuck it. This is it. But right, it's. And then there's also. And, you know, to the dismay of, like, the people that watch my podcast, I always try to play devil's advocate because if I don't, then, like, I can't really take any of my own arguments seriously. If I just say everything's a conspiracy, well, then you lose all credibility. So, like, there is human nature, right? It's That's one argument I do use is maybe it's not vaccine passports. Maybe it's just a bunch of companies trying to make a ton of fucking money. We know that's happened before. I don't really believe it. But I try to at least entertain that idea. We know there's human nature. We know with every war there's profiteering. There's land. I mean, I mean the spoil belongs to the victors, right? I mean, you're always rewriting shit. You got a new tax base. Expand your armies. But it does yeah. seem – it does – you know, you have people right now saying, you know, it's not good. You can see how the, the um, 
moving the the goalposts, right? It's their private company. There's no such thing as censorship. And then it's, well, Alex Jones was, you know, questioning Sandy Hook. And then it was, well, Trump incited violence. And then it's, well, it's a private company. Build your own. And then it's, well, Amazon Web Services could knock off Parler. And then it's, well, it's, you know, it's still private companies. And then it's Section 230 doesn't apply. And then it's, now it's like, okay, well, now Jen Psaki saying we are working with social media companies, which is a direct violation of the First Amendment and is a manifestation of fascism. And people are going, well, extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures, which, you know, I get the whole, I get that argument in that it, that is true. Sometimes it does. Dropping a nuclear weapon on a city of men, women, and children. Yeah, when you're in World War II with 85 million dead, sometimes it does happen. But you also lay down this precedent for we will protect our liberties except for during extraordinary times. So just introduce extraordinary times. Yeah, right. Um, a lot of these, um, a lot of these extraordinary events um, definitely seem to uh, have some planning behind them. For instance, I mean, with the atomic bomb that you just mentioned, wouldn't you think that you could? hit Okinawa or, you know, some smaller island, let's say, and they get the idea that this is a pretty powerful bomb. Uh, you know, why do you have to make it in this huge city and so forth? And, you know, just in, in the, um, uh, the whole Cold War, uh, all of the things are, are this dramatic impact where this huge emotional impact and everyone then runs over to that side of the boat and they get what they want. And if you look at it, I mean, really, you take the Nazis, like you mentioned, fascism, and really everything that's happened since then, half of them came here and half of them went to Russia, but, you know, to Fort Belvoir and our intelligence command here in Virginia, it, it was almost like redo, let's, ha we got another shot here. Yeah. Let's redo, let's redo this thing. You know, let's make it uh, covert instead of overt. The Nuremberg laws won't be so overt, but gradually... You know, remember the mark, you know, the numbering system? We got a better thing. We'll have this little QR code. You know, all the 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 wounds will heal differently with the graphene that we throw in there, and it'll leave residue, and we'll be able to, you know, see that. And we'll have airport scanners. Only we'll put the airport scanners maybe in schools, churches, uh, places of business, large businesses, um, uh, you know, sports stadiums. And now we'll get the that piece of it again. Okay, we won't call it death camps or or work camps. Most people think that all the Jews went and were immediately executed, yeah. which isn't true. They worked on war projects for Albert Speer, mm -hmm. right? Until they weren't useful anymore, and then they got rid of them. Uh, but now, hey, we can experiment on these people before we make them soylent green crackers. So let's let this thing play out. You know, let's do five, six, seven, eight, nine uh, shots here. Uh, we This is a unique time in history where we get to practice. Uh, and if you see the WHO is coming out and saying no more booster shots for a while, we want to give boosters, we want to give... To the third world. Yeah. Uh, this is because I think they want to run it out a little bit. Yeah. See the, see the effective uh, version three, and then let's run it out a little bit longer for version four. There was even one guy who said COVID hasn't been around long enough for us to make meaningful conclusions. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not over yet, right? It's yeah, 
let's see how it plays out. We're in this kind of special spot. Let's why are we gonna relinquish these problem these powers just yet? I mean, yeah, it's like a lab. You know, it's like a mad scientist dream where the whole world dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, population n equals seven billion. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. you can only do that with like bacteria, and that's where we are now. They're going. What is this? And everyone has to take it. And it, a lot of a lot of the testing that's done in agriculture, and then then testing on variants and strains that you would do in agriculture, uh, you know, with corn rows of each different type of strain, or with animals with all the different cages. If you think about it, the n equals seven billion is your your lucky day. You can have thirty strains, forty strains. Your 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 population's big enough that you can go at it big time. Um, and gosh, it seems like that's what's happening. Look at this Delta. As soon as we're done with the Delta boosters, here comes here comes Lambda. Oh, you can already I see think... it. You can already see it in the in the in the in the, in the, in the that's how, sorry sorry for interrupting. Yeah, no, you can already no, see it on YouTube. They're, yeah, they're pr- giving the premonition of this. They're priming mm-hmm. for this. It's like, well, now that we're and if you remember Anthrax uh, in Lansing here, Emergent Biosystems is the one that did the six course set of shots and uh you know that's a lot of shots for every soldier that went to iraq and then every and then after then every soldier that went to korea and then every soldier uh and this is following the same trajectory as uh anthrax let's do let's get it you know well let's let's take advantage excuse me no No, you're good yeah no it's let's get the most we can get out of it i've had him on a couple times now norman oler an author from Germany who wrote uh, several books, but my favorite is Blitzed, Drugs in the Third Reich. It's one of my favorite books ever. It will turn your mind upside down. And it's um, one of the things they did was uh, the, what was it, the uh, the marching brigade, the walking brigade. And what they would do is they would test out their, because they started with Pervitin, which was just meth in like a Mentos tab. But as the war went on and they were getting more desperate, they were trying out different concoctions of drugs. And so what they did is they went to the work camps and they found, they created like a track, like a, like you'd see at a high school, right? Right. Like whatever it is, 400 meters around. And they would take these Jews and they would, so they would, but what they would, what I'm getting at is is they would extract as much data as they could. Whereas for them, the, the rush was, we're running out of time. And, but the idea is get as much data as you can and save resources. So they would take these Jews, they would take maybe, 10 of them so you got 10 different shoes okay and you were to walk around the track you were try you were to try to walk for the next 24 hours if you stop you get shot if you die you die if you survive it they would give you like a you'd actually get like a pillow in your bunk there was like a little bit of a carrot so you get 10 of them all right so we got 10 we got 10 sample sizes they try to get them all kind of like the same size same age males you give them each a different drug so now you've multiplied your 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 data set by 10 now we're doing 10 different drugs on the same experiment you give them each. Uh, you give them each a different pair of shoes. What they were testing were the shoes the Nazis would be using all over Europe, or the boots. You give each of them a different shoe. Okay, so now we're doing ten different soldiers with ten different drugs and ten different shoes. Each soldier would actually wear two different shoes, not just left and right, but you'd you'd wear one with different size heels or with different size polymers or whatever. And then the track they actually went on wasn't just a track. It was like. They actually, I mean, you got to respect the Nazis, I guess, innovation. And there's another soundbite. But you got to re- respect the Nazis' innovation is they broke the track down proportionally into 
the same proportion that the roads in Europe were composed of. So if the majority were a certain type of asphalt, then like 76% of the track was asphalt. If a certain important portion were gravel, that same percentage was gravel, wood, mud, whatever. And they'd walk them around. So the point is, is you're getting this one track with all these different things, with these 10, sol these 10 Jews, with 10 different drugs, each wearing two different shoes. And they would extrapolate so much data and then fuck it, you don't got to walk them for one hour and let them rest. It's a, it's a death camp. Make them walk till they die. They would get what would normally take like Nike or something. Or maybe that's not a good example because they use slave labor too. They would get all this data in 24 hours. Oh. And I say all of that to say, if you don't think those same that same mindset is in power right now going, hold on, we've got this, we've got this thing, but instead of a death camp, it's earth. We can get all yep. this data, different, different, you know, from different continents, different peoples, different sexes, different heights, different climate, uh, climatological factors. What can we do? Very, we can do Delta here. We can do Lambda Plus here. We can tweak this. Moderna, Pfizer, half a booster, double booster. It's sorry, I know I'm ranting and not letting you talk, but it's no, that's what it no, is. I think I think uh, the the switch here uh, this time around is they, like you say. The, the sample size N isn't the limiting factor anymore. No. With the Jews and the death camps, you only had a limited number, even though they had a lot. It's still very small number in yeah. comparison to this. And multivariate analysis, which is what you're talking about, where you're changing the number of things in experiment, is a lot harder. It's it's third-order calculus because you got to do the rate of change for X, the rate of change for Y, the rate of change for Z, et cetera. And the more variables you have, the harder it gets. That's why, you know, even Newton didn't figure out the three planet problem, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so what they can do now is like, uh, hey, we can have a whole continent yeah. do the England ver version. Yeah. We can have a whole continent do the, you know, South Africa version and a whole continent for the uh, American version, et cetera, or the Chinese version. And the rest of the world, we can have COVAX. Um, so I, I think that's what's going on with the variants. I, I had been told early on from a guy from Sandia Labs that there was five, five, way, way at the start. And the first one was a, a very weak bioagent to create the, the chill, you know, ooh, you know, that to create the hysteria. And then there was an, a lethal version you have to have a certain number of dead bodies for the chill to take. Yeah. Um, and so um, then they went through the, I mean, we're really on number four right now and five's coming. And I think they may have to add a sixth one because this is, this is one of those things where they're in kind of like la la land in data richness. You know, there's a lot of different um, vaccines Okay, and a lot of different variants and strains. So that makes it a multivariate problem. But my cohorts, which is I did a lot of recruiting of cohorts for drug testing for these companies that you were talking about. Uh, my ends are still really nice and big. I still get five or six million that did, you know, uh, Moderna with, you know, strain 21. Right. Oh, that's that's cool. I got and. Um, the only thing I don't have is longitudinal. The longitudinal is year over year what happens. If this is supposed to degrade somebody's immune system, and I can do that in a series of five downward steps, 
am I getting there with the five strains in a quick enough way? Or am I really just compromising everybody's immune system by 5%? Yeah. That's not really going to get me to where I need to be. I think that's what you're seeing now is they're trying to extenuate uh, the time periods in between these variants right now because they're not getting the decline. I think a part of it is the anti-vax community because a live virus will uh, transmit a herd immunity. A dead virus won't. So, you, you know, even if you're not vaxxed, you see all these new strains, right? Your body develops a resistance and you pick up your resistance from somebody else, okay? A live virus will do that. I don't know if that's happening or not, but if you have a large enough unvaxxed community, they're building up resistance on their own. Now you got a real problem. Now you got to come up with another strain, right? That they haven't developed an immunity for. And that's okay. a problem, okay. right? And, and, and these aren't rolling out. I don't think the rollout is as clean as they want it to be. Um, and we'll see. Well, yeah, well, it will never, right? I mean, no plan survives con first contact with the enemy. It's you're always going to have your ideal, you know, like in what was it, in like, I guess like the physics jokes is like, you know, assume you have a cow and assume it's perfectly spherical. And it's like, okay, but, you know, assume there's no gas in the atmosphere. And it's like, well, what are we even doing here? It does not, okay. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was an economics major and they, they, they said, uh, you know, a chemist and a physicist and an economics major all find a can of beans on a desert, a deserted island. They're all starving. The chemist says, well, heat it up. It'll explode. And the physicist says, no, let's throw it off a cliff and it'll break open. And the, the economist says, well, assume we had a can opener. So they, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Let's Not talk, very practical. Let's talk this out. Yeah. Talk it's, it out. Talk it out. It's, um, you know, one thing I've pointed to is, is with COVID is it's, it's very easy for me to sit here and, you know, it's tinfoil hat on it's this and it's that and it's this and it's that. When I, when I have on Dr. Robert Malone or Dr. Peter McCullough and, you know, people have said, how come you only have those two on? How come you don't have on? So let's take the devil's advocate, Tommy. You're having on these two doctors that are saying don't take the vaccine. Why don't you have on the 99% that say take it? Sure, fair enough. My logic is this. They're not being censored. They're not being suppressed. If if McCullough and Malone were just out saying whatever they wanted, I'll be honest, I, I wouldn't even be remotely interested. And if there's no censorship, I'd, oh, yeah, I don't give a shit, whatever. It's... So, it's so not, the metadata is actually they're a good interview because they are getting censored. Well, right? that's what I mean. It's like so. It's yeah. like well, well, why would I want to have on the guy that's 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 getting sent, not getting censored? Like that's fine. Right. I get it. There's nothing interesting. He can say whatever he wants, and he can change his mind every week. And well, everyone, I, I recently had someone say that they're like, "Why? How come you're not having on Fauci?" They're like, "I get why you're having on these doctors. Sure, they're intelligent, respectful, like they're esteemed. Their CVs are impeccable. Why don't you have on Fauci?" And my logic is is. Fauci's not, not only is he not being censored, he, he's being put in front of every TV. More power to him, whatever. I'll, I'll yeah. respect the grind, I guess. I don't know. But, like, yeah. I want to have on the guys that can't talk. And I and I point back to things like, you know, everyone knows Eisenhower, right? Five-star general, supreme commander of the Allied forces, rose to the president of the United States, and then not only that, set up the whole bunker system to survive impact or, or thermonuclear war. He had the whole czar system. He really went from like beaches of normandy to like like 
hard-proofing America against thermonuclear war. I love Eisenhower. What did that guy at the very top... There's certain, like, things I try to look for. There's certain pieces of advice I try to look for from, like, the apex of people. It's, what did uh, Walton, the founder of Walmart, say on his deathbed? He said, I wasted it. So the guy worth all the money in the world said, I wasted it. Take that piece of data. There's an important piece of data. So what did Eisenhower say? The guy who knew the whole system inside out and backwards. The guy who understood the cost of war. He wasn't some politician. Send in the Marines. He knew what it was like. He talked to the guys the night before June 6th. And he knew that they were going to be blown to pieces the next day. There's a, there's a guy that appreciates the, the, the cost of war. What does he say on his last day, right? The military-industrial complex. We all know that speech, and I'm not going to beat it to pieces. But what about 30 years prior, when General Smedley Butler, the most decorated Marine of all time, came out and said that war is a racket used by a select few. He said, I've worked as, you know, I've done these campaigns in, in China and in Japan and in South America and in Africa. What did he say at the end of his whole career? He goes, oh, it's a racket. And he had a great mic drop quote. He goes, uh, Al Capone could have took some lessons from me. He operated in three counties. I operated in three continents. Like, he understood the racket. So you, you get these General Smedley Butler, President Eisenhower, you know, Walton on his deathbed, Sam Walton, I think. You take these apexes of information, these very tippy top at the top of Mount Everest. And you go, okay, well, something's a little hairy there. Right When Tom Brady speaks about football, you take his advice. <clears throat> There's something very absurd and chilling to me when the inventor of the mRNA vaccine and the most published cardiologist in world history, and people have said, well, what does that have to do with anything? Myocarditis, you dumb fucks. Excuse me. When those two are getting systematically censored, something about me just says... I don't think this is me with a tinfoil hat. When you have these two doctors just screaming, they're like, don't do this, don't do this. They're, McCullough said, he goes, there is a coordinated effort to suppress early treatment. And at the end of this two-hour interview, I watched them, he goes, I can only conclude that it was never about treating COVID. It was about rolling out a vaccine. And they've rolled out vaccines before, so why is this different? And he goes, it's passports. It's about controlling people. So you have McCullough, a a, a a doctor, a medical doctor who's now going full red pill, going, oh, this is for... So I don't even really know where I'm going with that entire rant. But to me, it's like, when you and me sit oh, here I, and say it's the Illuminati... Sorry, I know I keep interrupting you. Go on. I, I, I think when Eisenhower finishes, he says uh, the military-industrial complex and coins that word. I think that was the, oh, shit, you know, the CIA guys, Dulleson, said... Never again will we ever permit a president to call us out like that again. We'll blow his head off before we ever let him do that again. And Kennedy, the morning of, there was a radio report, uh, the morning of, of course, they wanted to escalate Vietnam. That was going to become the big drug, you know, pipeline. Of course, they wanted to, uh, you know, take over all of Africa. They assassinated Lumumba. Of course, they killed uh, the guy who ran the UN in a plane crash and all that. Um, but... Those were like warnings to Kennedy, but the morning he downgraded the CIA to report to the Joint Chiefs of Staff, that's the day they shot him. So they had a team following him for any time he ever opened his mouth and tried to downgrade the CIA, and that was it. 
And I think those are the kind of things, Kennedy's head being blown off in such a spectacular way, so publicly, mm-hmm. at, right after uh, Eisenhower gets a little bit uppity, uh, is the bang bang of history right there for me, where they go, okay, next guy. And, you know, Johnson was just their handmaiden. You know? He came in and was like, uh, let's do it. Yeah. And then Carter tried a little bit, too. And he got smacked down uh, pretty bad with the hostage crisis that they created for him. And then uh, if you roll forward a little bit more, um, you know, because Carter was the one who had um, the uh, Colby and, and the uh, Frank Church uh uh, and then you roll forward a little bit further. Reagan tried a little bit uh, and uh, got smacked down with Iran Contra. Uh, they, I remember he was almost shot. Thankfully. Three months into his first presidency, oh, yeah. he got elected and then bang, bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you look at it, all these presidents have had what I call a McDuff moment. I wrote a book about of, uh, an FBI McDuff. guy. Yeah, let's call him McDuff. And um, they knock you down pretty fast when you do your McDuff moment. Um, you know, I look to uh, even Obama had a moment where they wanted him to bomb Syria. And they were going to do these false flags with these chemical attacks in Aleppo and Ghouta. And Obama said no. And he looked the uh, head of Turkish intelligence, Erdogan and Fidan was the guy's name, at the White House and said, we know. We know you guys did it. And we know that you're going to use the red line argument to make me uh, send the cruise missiles. And I'm not doing it. Uh, okay. All right. Well, we'll have you, uh, uh, we'll, we'll put 20 bullets into the top of the White House, into your bedroom uh, with your kids in there. And then you'll think about it. And then we'll, you'll come around. Uh, and that happened a couple of times to Obama. And I think everybody remembers that spectacular headshot with Kennedy and they have to consider that. I mean, Trump's brother died right down the stretch as Trump mm-hmm. was pushing back. Um, and then they January 6th, uh, Trump. So don't forget that yeah. missile that fired at air force one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just memory hole that whole thing. Yeah, so, so the, the cool part about this is it's not Republican. It's not Democrat. No. It's state versus everybody else. And, um, I, I think you're doing a great thing. Uh, these are great guests that you're having. It's just fantastic gets, as we call them in the business. Uh, and keep doing what you're doing. And um, we'd love to have you out here, by the way, Tommy, to our uh, yeah. news center out here in Temperance, Michigan. Dude, I would love to. I would legitimately yeah. love to. Yeah, we'll have you out. And, and also, we moved off of YouTube. We've been knocked down 18 channels now. So we finally said, okay, we're going to do this thing called Webinar Jam. It's like Zoom, only gives us a little bit more uh, interactivity. Um, and we can have up to 500 people. So, uh, and uh, we'd love to have you on one of the Zooms, you know, I'd one of the webinars. Yeah. Are, are, um, are you on Rumble and BitChute and, or an Odyssey? Yeah, we're on Rumble and BitChute, uh, but those are kind of like archiving. Um, yeah. I, I don't see like, the notification goes out on Rumble and 300 people show up, you know, yeah, yeah. It, they don't have that uh, uh, critical mass yet. But what's nice about uh, Webinar Jam is we send to our list of email group. So there are already people we know that want the content and we we blast out the email. So that's what. And I think, unfortunately, I'm coming up to my hour and I got yeah. the next 
hour. I know, but... I know, I know. You're always, <laughs> always teasing me, always cutting me off short. I would say, though, I would say, keep, yeah, definitely keep uploading because, like, I mean, I'm with you, man. I look at Bit Shoot and Rumble, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? It's like going to, like, the knockoff Walmart. You're like, why am I not just going to Walmart? Like, what am I, what am I Knock doing? But at the same time, the reality is, is I can't look at these things and say they're not big enough yet, so I won't go on them. Well, yeah. if everyone thinks that, they're never going to get big enough. So right. I, I go right. out of my way to upload to them. I think you should, too, just because it's like you said. We do. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Do. Okay, okay. Yeah. Just I try to push them. If you get whacked, it's the only thing out there. It's the only whacked, thing. It's the only record that you have. And it's, it is whack-a-mole for them after a while because if you send out to five or six, then you, they have to go out to everyone. And you Yeah. Know. Uh, but I've been deplatformed on a lot more than just, uh, like you mentioned, Parlor. I've been, uh, I had a whole book deleted uh, that I published for free on Parlor and uh, Vimeo. And you go through the little spring. I've been library. I'm like one of the few people who've ever got kicked off a library, you know. Um, how, so, um, how'd you yeah. pull that off? <laughs> I didn't even think they checked. Jesus. <laughs> this is just a, you know, memory hole here, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, but we would love to have you out here personally um, and also would love to have you as a guest host. And um, Dude, let's I would, do it. I would I would absolutely love to. I'd love to come on there and scream yeah. and eventually, you know. I'd, I'd just like to imagine that somewhere in some basement in Langley, there's just a black team and they're going like, it's time. It's time. <laughs> it's, they just see us and they're like, it's it's time to make an example. I don't know. Maybe I'll just start broadcasting my podcast from Dealey Plaza. (laughs) Do something. Do something. Just I'll have like a co-host dressed as Jackie. Just (laughs) I'm only going to give the guys one week with the convertibles in Mexico with the watermelons this time. You don't get two two weeks. You know, this is it. Jesus Christ. Mr. George Webb, thank you so much. Everybody listening to this, please go just... Go buy it. buy the book and then burn it. I don't give a shit. Just go buy it, support it, or buy it and just go leave it somewhere, or buy it and read it. Look Dude, at this. It's just page after page after fantastic. page. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, hey, yeah. one day, hey, it starts with Alex Jones. Nothing will ever happen to it. Fast forward five years, they banned the sitting president, and now the White House is tagging things as misinformation. If you don't think all digital content is coming next, you're a moron. Buy it and yeah. written or get an EMP bag or something because something's coming. And ultimately, I always like to take this course, the Bill Hicks thing. It's all just a ride. I think we're here to fight. We're here to fight for good, fight against evil. We might not win. I don't think it's the, I don't think that's the purpose of this life. I think the purpose is to stand up against insurmountable odds and do what's right anyway and hold up middle fingers to these demons because you don't want to live with them. You want to put on your powdered wig and, you know, conjure up your George Washington and go big dick energy on these assholes. And uh, if you die, well, then you know what? Good. Good. You don't want to be friends with these assholes. So, yeah. well said. George well said. Webb, God bless, sir. Thank you, sir. And that was a, great. Yeah, man, that was awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'll plug all your stuff. I'll email you. And absolutely, I'd love to come out there and we can both get shot by the CIA together. It'll be it'll be so romantic. Same bullet through both of us. Magic bullet 2.0. Yeah. You, me, right, Alex Tom. Jones, Trump will all be out there. One bullet will make four 90-degree turns. It'll baffle the scientists at CERN for the next century. All right, I'll let you go, man, because I'm not, clearly not shutting up. Take care. Thank right. you so much, man. God bless. Recording God stopped. bless America. Stay safe, everybody.